from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Big time week in sports. Of course, um, lots to talk about in here, North Carolina. We've got the uh, Big Rock happening over at Moorhead City. 65th annual huge uh, competition. We're already so far a uh, 470-pound blue marlin has been caught. Um, of course, the NBA Finals Game 5 tonight. The Denver Nuggets taking on the Miami Heat. Wake Forest Baseball. They're going back to the College World Series. And, of course, um, you know, they beat Alabama. Alabama fans are upset. And we're going to talk about all of it, Dennis Jamel Cox. Do we have Casey Hintz? She's not ready. All right, so let's let's keep going with this. Uh, NBA Finals, Game 5 tonight. Uh, the uh, Miami Heat are expected to get Tyler Hero back. Now, he is their sharpshooting guard, uh, absolutely you know, a marksman and somebody who you would want to have on your team. He has missed some time the last two months, pretty much all of the playoffs, because of a broken hand. Broke his hand uh, going after a loose ball uh, on the floor. And he's somebody who is one of the best three-point shooters, not only just in the NBA, uh, not only with the Miami Heat, but also in the, in the NBA. So he's uh, possibly suiting up tonight. He is suiting up tonight and possibly playing for uh, the uh, Miami Heat uh, tonight. That would be huge for the Miami Heat if they could get him back in the lineup uh, because they, they're going to need the shooting. They're going to need the scoring for them. And so that's one of the things that they're looking forward to. Uh, we will get back to that game five in just a second. For right now, let's go out to Moorhead City, where WRL's Casey Hentz is joining us right now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Casey, uh, we've seen that there's a 470 pounder blue marlin that's already been caught. You said there's possibly a, a bigger fish. What's happening out there in Moorhead City? Hey, yeah, well, uh, the 470 pounder was like earlier today, and and apparently there is something over 500 that has been boated they think uh but they're still out there fishing which means the guy in the guy's words it could be five to 700 pounds they're either confident that it's that big oh, wow. or they're confident that uh it, it's not that big so it's going to be kind of like a wait and see but they said they should be coming in the next 15 minutes or so so that'll be exciting to see and yeah that person basically is what it's called on the first day is the fabulous fisherman award and the first person to catch a blue marlin that is over 500 pounds, they get $739,000. That's wow. a pretty incredible prize. It only comes today, first day of it. And so all those guys are out there, obviously, hoping to get one of those. That's a pretty good prize to take home on day one, I think. <laughs> yeah, really great prize to take home on day one. Casey Hentz joining us from uh, WRL right now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Can you uh, set the stage for us? If, if you're out there, I've never been to the Blue Rock myself, but if somebody wants to go out there, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What What's the crowd like? What are you seeing uh, when it comes down to all these people out there uh, just ce celebrating uh, this sport? Yeah, well, and especially so this year is another record year of boats. They have 271 boats. That's a new record for this tournament. And when we got here earlier today, about 1 o'clock, you know, there was a lot of people out. There's, like, of course, restaurants, beer gardens, that sort of thing. But now it is, it's really packing in here as we get closer to the, the weigh-in time of all these, you know, bigger boats coming in. There's tons of people from everywhere, a lot of kids out here, um, just people who love fishing. We've talked to a few people, including Curtis Strange, of course. Uh, mm. We know the golfer. He's out here. He's involved in the event. And 
just talking about how great it is to have people from not just North Carolina, but all over the place coming out here to check out these huge fish coming in. It's the biggest blue marlin tournament in the entire country, so it's definitely a lot for everybody to see. The weather out earlier was super, super windy. I know some of the fishermen coming in said it was so choppy out there, but it's finally the sun is out. There's no rain, so it's amazing. Like I said, it's really packing in. You've got tons and tons of people here behind us getting ready to hopefully see that 500-pounder come in here shortly. Casey Hintz, WRL Sports, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Just to give context for people, at what point do boats actually need to be back at the docks in order to have their fish they caught for the day qualify? Yeah, so the lands usually go from about, they start around four, well, obviously some came in earlier today, um, but up till six o'clock is usually the time here of the weigh-in. And there's a really cool board, though, that this year's something new. They also have camera crews out there with these boats, and they can kind of see these fish being reeled in live. And so they've got so much technology now that they know, you know, what's getting boated, what's getting released, hooks, if they've lost the hook, things like that. And so they kind of have an idea of when these boats are coming and, you know, when they've got to be in by. So, like I said, it is about between four and six for them. Uh, the final boats, I think, come in, in at six, and that's the last time to get weighed and to count for today. That's awesome. Well, we'll be looking out. It's a cool atmosphere for sure. Absolutely. Sounds like a cool atmosphere, and I'm sure we'll get a chance to see it on television. Uh, you and Pat Welter live at 6.30 and of course, or 6 yeah. o'clock, and then, of course, uh, more tonight. Uh, just uh, have people follow you. How can people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, well, you can follow us, uh, me at Casey Hintz on Twitter. Uh, same thing with Pat Welter. And we've got uh, – it's, it's, the Internet's a little icy out here, but we're trying to get some videos of all the fish coming in of all sizes, all different kind of um, species as well, and you can follow along with us. It's, it's definitely something – if you've never been out here, you definitely want to come out. I, I, this is my first time, and I'm amazed. But I love fishing, so for me it's incredible. But I think a lot of people just to come out here and, and check it out, it's definitely something I would do. All right. Casey Hens, be safe out there, and we'll be uh, looking out for your reports tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, guys. All right. Let's uh, continue with this, and let's continue to hit it and quit it, my man, Dennis Jamel Cox. So we were just talking about NBA uh, Finals Game 5, and uh, Tyler Hero could possibly come back. This is also an elimination game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nuggets are up 3-1 to one on the Miami Heat. So, of course, Miami needs to win tonight to keep their season alive. How can Miami do that, in your opinion, Dennis? Oh, the obvious answer is to outscore the Denver Nuggets, Chris Lee. <laughs> yeah. Duh. I'm, I mean, I'm isn't sorry that I the thing? I was like, it's You're just right. like, hey, what's at stake for the Denver Nuggets tonight? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Winning your first NBA championship. Come yeah, just, on now. Just outscore them. Yeah, exactly. Or, or Chris, you can just hold them to less points than what you put out. That, that too. There's, there's two ways of doing that it. That too. Um, I think it's... I don't think he can do it for three straight games. It's just super hard. But you have to have that superhuman Jimmy Butler performance. I think it's really it because the the pieces for Denver as a whole are greater than what Miami has to offer. Now, we've been saying that pretty much for the most part, all playoffs about Miami, right? But yet here they are still. But Denver just seems to be at just a different level right now than what Miami has to offer. Miami just through the injuries and stuff. And unfortunately, it's, it's hard to sustain playing – above your level yeah. for this long. I think Miami, just it's finally caught up to him. Of course, uh, you know, Tyler Hero is coming back today, but they're also missing Victor Oladipo. 
I mean, it, the the injuries have really piled up for them. And if Victor Oladipo was available, if Tyler Hero was available this entire time, you know, we're talking about a different Miami Heat team. But that's ifs. We got to talk about what's actually happening. Yep. So that game, you can listen to it tonight right here on 99.9. The fan that begins at 8 o'clock. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Holy balls. <laughs> Wake Forest. The highest run differential heading into the College World Series all-time, plus 59, uh, as they're going back for the first time since 1955. Dennis, I think Wake Forest is coming back to North Carolina from Omaha with a College World Series this year. I mean, they're they're absolutely too good. They're absolutely way too good, and they smoked, Cle- uh, not Clemson, Alabama this past weekend, 22-5. Yeah. to five. It's... I watched some of that game this weekend, yesterday, that 22-5, to and I was like, hey, do they even have a flaw? That's the thing. Like, yeah. just Throughout that whole lineup, they just seem to be hitting on all cylinders at the right moment. I don't know if the layoff between now and the College World Series is going to impact them. I mean, everyone's going to have to go through that same layoff a little bit. But we talked to your friend John Johnson uh, from WXII out there in the triad. He talked about pitcher Rhett Louder. Rhett Louder this season, 17 games started. Mm. He's 15-0, and 0, mm. an ERA of 192. <laughs> he has 131 strikeouts to just 21 walks. Oh, my God. It's I- insane the season that that young man has put together. It's someone from right here in North Carolina. He's from Albemarle, North Stanley High School. And a lot of, a lot of people believe that Rhett Louder could be the fourth pitcher on a major league roster right now i believe it right now so we'll see what happens i believe wake forest is coming back with it uh because again as you said there's no flaw let's quit that let's hit this wow wow okay um (sighs) alabama fans are really upset oh yeah tying in here with uh with wake forest um so yesterday i was just kind of going through twitter and uh stumbled upon like a screenshot from an alabama uh message board and these Alabama fans are asking for an investigation oh. into Wake Forest and their bats, asking if they are legal. Somebody <laughs> needs to investigate. Something ain't right is a direct quote from Roll Tide GKT. And here's the thing. If you are an Alabama fan, you have no room talking about anything being investigated. Yeah, Because right? your former baseball coach, Lost his job because of an investigation. Because he was betting on games you were involved in. Your basketball team, don't want to make light of this. No. But probably didn't win an uh, NCAA tournament this year because of an investigation. Yes. That saw saw someone lose their life. That saw somebody lose their life. Uh, Yeah. Your team, the football team, what you're known for, no investigations there. But maybe there should be. I don't know. Maybe there should be there 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 could be room for that. Yeah. At some point. What are they talking about, Dennis? Uh nonsense. They talk about nonsense. It's what that is. You know what? Drink your tears. <laughs> I bet they're nice and salty. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Here's something that is sad though, uh, yeah. over the weekend. Um Alabama's game versus uh Wake Forest on Saturday was delayed. The reason why is because right before the game um, one of the members of the production staff, a director by the name of Kyle Brown, mm-hmm. passed away unexpectedly unexpe- while working 
at the game as he was um, uh, working for that. So just a statement from ESPN. He's a former Ohio State pitcher. Kyle cherished the opportunity to have a career in sports. His ESPN family wishes to extend our deepest condolences and full support to Kyle's loved ones, including his wife, Megan, and their four children, Michaela, Carson, Camden, and Madden, and, of course, their beloved dog, Rookie. Uh, he was there working on it. He's worked on things like Monday Night Football. He's won uh, Sports Emmy Awards. Um, and it was just unfortunate that um, he passed away way too soon mm-hmm. while working at that game. It's it's sad that game was delayed because of this reason, because ESPN as a broadcast was still trying to figure things out on the fly while this emergency uh, was taking place. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it definitely is sad. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. NC State got a really sneaky big commit uh, from this past weekend, yeah, right? Um, so Cam Woods uh, from North Carolina A&T State University has decided to come to Raleigh and play for NC State. Not the first A&T Aggie that's decided to come from A&T to come to uh, Raleigh. Uh, somebody by the name of Sam Hunt. You remember him? Oh, yeah. I heard of that guy. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, he um, was. And he actually coached Cam Woods at North Carolina A&T mm-hmm. State University. So you start, you see the tie-in right here. Yeah. I don't know if Sam Hunt had anything to do with it, but maybe he had something to do with it. Now, uh, Cam Woods is coming to um, North Carolina State. The reason why he was able to do this last week, you may remember Trey Parker uh, decided to Take another year of high school. I'm going to come to NC State in 2024. That opened up a spot. And uh, Chef Boyard Keats, Kevin Keats, absolutely keeps cooking, brings in Cam Woods. The, the amount of guard depth that Kevin Keats has assembled, like you mentioned, Trey Parker reclassifying to the 2024 class, but still going out and getting a, an, an older player with Cam Woods. I say older because it is his fourth year in college. Still has a couple years left of eligibility, but – the amount of depth with Breon Pass, Casey Morcell coming back, but bringing in MJ Rice, Cam Woods, mm-hmm. uh, just and some of these other guys that are coming in. Jaden Taylor, DJ yeah. Horn, all these guys. Yeah, it, yeah. And you're like, wow. And that's not even some of the guys up front with uh, <laughs> yeah. with like Ben Metalbrooks and some of those guys. So you start looking, like, there might be like 10, 11 guys that Keats could probably rely on during the course of the season. Now, they'll have to figure out rotation and all that kind of stuff. That will come in due time, but. This might be the deepest roster we've seen Keats have in his tenure at NC State. Something else about Cam Woods, uh, you might say that, hey, he's he's from North Carolina A&T. What can he really offer us? But we talked about it before, won a JUCO national championship, so he brings winning experience. Also put up 26 points yeah. against Houston. Against Houston last season, went at 10 of 18. Houston. At Houston. And Houston was one of these teams that people thought were going to win a national championship. He averaged 17.3 points per game last season, was also an HBCU All-American. So oh, this guy. This also guy, put up 30 points against College of Charleston, who was ranked last year, too. Yes. So, yeah, big, uh, I'd say a big-time get. A right, big-time get. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Go beat the money! Dennis, breaking news. Oh, breaking news? Breaking news. Sports fans out there. Former North Carolina four-star commit Simeon Wiltshire, who decided he didn't want to come to North Carolina anymore, has committed to St. John's. Oh, he's going Big East? So he's going to go Big East playing for Rick Patino. Of course, Rick Patino's back uh, at a big-time program after being in Iona for a little bit. Simeon Wiltshire saying goodbye, Chapel Hill. And hello to New York City. Wow. Okay. This is uh, 
This is a thing. So he was set to come to UNC this month, <laughs> and he asked for his release. Move in this week. Yeah. I mean, I think, again. Elliot Cadeau is literally moving in this week. I'm about to say, I think a lot of the factor was Elliot Cadeau reclassifying yeah. from 2024 to 2023, and Wiltshire going, wait, he's coming in. R.J. Davis is still here. There's other guys that have come in. What's my role going to be? He obviously want to try and find an opportunity where he can play right now, ask for his release, made his commitment. You know what's interesting about that? What's that? North Carolina's guard, guard situation is going to be a lot less deep than what NC State's situation is. Mm-hmm. Yet, Simeon Wiltshire decided to leave that situation. Now, I get it. Elliot Cadeau would have been there. Maybe he could have broken the starting lineup. Maybe. Um, but he still would have been a huge part of that of that rotation, you would think, right? Maybe. But then you have somebody like Cam Woods who's like, yeah, we've got all the guards in the world, but yeah, I'll still come there and to, and to con- compete. Yeah. Very, very interesting juxtaposition that I just wanted to po- point out right there. Okay, so yeah, there it is. Simeon Wilcher, former UNC commit, four-star guy, is switching things over and is going to St. John's, playing for Rick Pitino. Wow, Big East and just... Rick Patino. I know for a lot of people that raises some flags because <laughs> it's Rick Patino. Rick Patino. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Take that for data. Um, the FIBA U16 tourney uh, wrapped up over the weekend, mm-hmm. Dennis. United States beat Uruguay 123 to 45. To what? 123 to 45. Okay. I'm sorry. United States moved on to go against Puerto Rico and beat them 122 to 63 mm-hmm. that was actually their stiffest and toughest competition because in the final they beat canada 118 to 36 i'm sorry say that again 118 to 36 and 118 to 36 82 point thumping and this is in a championship, an international championship. In a FIBA U16 championship. Okay. Now, the reason why we're talking about this is because Cameron Boozer, the son of Carlos Boozer, class of 2025, who's already considered, like, he's going to be a rising junior this coming year in high mm-hmm. school, already considered the best high school player in high school right now. He was named the MVP of that FIBA U16 tourney. Here's another interesting thing about this that it made me think about it, right? Because, you know, we know that Carlos Boozer, Duke, Cameron Boozer, you know, a lot of people are expecting him to go to Duke, and Carolina actually offered him recently. So, okay, cool. Maybe he'll end up playing in the triangle at some point. Scratch that. I want to think bigger level on this. If these U16 guys are beating the world that bad right now, Dennis, Mm -hmm. imagine what the Olympics in eight years is going to look like for the United States of America. Like, it's first off, we haven't lost our dominance, but a lot of people are feeling like the world is catching up. Dennis, has mm. the United States of America, are we about to really take it back and go back to those dream team thumpings because uh, of a- after seeing these scores? Well, I think maybe some of those Canadian guys maybe just got off the ice, so maybe they weren't prepared <laughs> uh, to, to take on the level of competition here at the U16 level. Poutine, eh? Yeah, they may have been. You know what? Maybe they're still celebrating the Canadian Open win yesterday. That's true. Uh, That's true. Which might they were take distracted. Us, they take us into our next uh, our next topic. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, because we actually saw a new, uh, actually the first time in. Gosh, how 69 long years. Six, something along those lines. 69 years. Uh, basically, since the, about the last time the Maple Leafs actually won a, a Stanley Cup, uh, 
which has been <laughs> far uh, – before there was even a big rock. Before there was even a big at rock. At Moorhead City. We, it was last time a Canadian actually <laughs> won the Canadian Open in golf. Nick Taylor won the Canadian Open, the RBC Canadian Open. I, but the he hit the 72-foot putt to win it, which was pretty remarkable in and of itself. But then fellow golfer Adam Hadwin – Comes onto the golf course, comes onto the green to celebrate with them. Security thought, didn't know who he was, and just straight tackled him down on on the green on the 18. It was pretty funny to actually watch. Listen, that security guard must have played in the CFL at some point. He may like, have. He, he he may, I think he played for Saskatoon because that guy came around he was a, the blocks, he was a Calgary Rough Rider, and and went and tackled my man like pretty hard. And then all of a sudden, people are like, No, 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 no. He's one of the golfers. No, he's, he's cool. Golfers. He's, he's good. good. He's good. He's cool. That guy took took his job way too serious, but that, those are the type of security guards you need. Exactly. You need listen, I, I used that. to be I used to be a nightclub manager in Greensboro. So I used to have to hire security guards. I'd much rather a security guard take his job way too serious and one who's way too lax. And I'm not gonna yeah. call out any places here locally, but I've been to some places locally where they've been very lax with their security. And I'm not talking about nightclubs, I'm talking about sporting events. Just gonna put that out there. That's fair. We I need, won't disagree with you. We on need that. some great security guards out there. Shout outs to that guy for making a great tackle. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. Maybe the the Eagles done messed up. Maybe right because Miles Sanders, uh, current Carolina, Carolina Panthers uh, running back, he's got a chip on his shoulder right now. Dennis Jamel Cox. Uh, last year was his best season in the in, NFL. Over twelve hundred yards, eleven touchdowns. Absolutely wonderful season. Gets to the Super Bowl with the Eagles and seven carries for 16 yards. Yeah, and he talked about how that basically put a chip on his shoulder. He feels like he has something to prove. He was asked why he didn't return to Philadelphia, and he says, well, ask them. Yeah. (laughs) He said, ask them why I'm not back. So getting a guy who has something to prove, to me, excites me if you're Carolina because you know week in and week out he's going to try and prove not only this former team wrong, but everyone else wrong as to why he should have gotten more touches in the Super Bowl. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. All right. Holy mother of God! This is the last one. Um, over the weekend, Amanda Nunez, yes. uh, she ended up uh, retiring after her match. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, right um, after USC 289, she was in the main event. She and, and she absolutely has done an amazing – she's been dominant Yeah, for such a long time, like over 10 years. 15 years or something like that? Yeah, roughly around 15 years professional career, but she went out with a easily decisive unanimous victory in UFC 289. She's a two, she's a double champ. She's not only the, the featherweight champ at 145 pounds, but she's also the bantamweight champ at 135 pounds in the women's division of the UFC. One of the only female fighter to hold both weight classes, of both of those, just to hold two titles uh, at the same time. But she called it quits. She just had a, a dominant win. And she she cut the gloves off, laid both, both belts down, laid the gloves down, age 35. She's like, you know what? Time for me to step out. And you made a point uh, to me before the show. Yeah. She went out on her own terms, something that not a lot of people get a chance to do. Well, not only on her own terms, but on top. On top, too, so, yes. yeah, On top, and on top in a dominant performance. For example... It's not often we see athletes actually get to retire from their sport. More often than not, people don't realize a sport retires you. Absolutely. Especially at the professional level because you might be trying to find a land on a team. You're popping around. Maybe it's different tryouts or practice squads or whatever it might be. 
fighting around on lower levels, and then all of a sudden things just kind of dry up for you and, and opportunities just aren't there anymore. That happens more often for people or college athletes who don't even get a shot at professional uh, the professional ranks. But for someone like her, she is the exception when it comes to that. And, for example, like John Elway goes out winning back-to-back Super Bowls. You go out on top. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl in his final game, but he was a shell of himself as a player. Mena Nunez went out as the best we, the best women's mixed martial artist. Every person that has held a belt in 135 or 145 in the UFC, she's beat them. She even beat Valentina Shevchenko twice, yeah. who's a 125-pound champion. And she held that title for four and a half years. So she is truly the best ever to do it in the women's division. Your Pittsburgh came out so hard right there, 125-pound champion. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, you know what? It's funny. I saw Pittsburgh born and raised, someone born and raised for Virginia. I, I hung around my uncle's <laughs> old grandfather a lot. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you haven't been paying attention to uh, UNC women's basketball um, over the last few years, you know that she's one of the best that's played at uh, UNC. Uh, so thank you so much for, for joining us. Pull that mic uh, closer to you. Um, thank you so much for, for joining us today and, and coming in. <laughs> Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, I, I want to talk about you, your story really quick, and just how it relates to how women's basketball can be set up better for women's basketball players, right? Yeah. Um, you uh, drafted out of UNC 2019, go to Indiana, second year play uh, in, in New York. Made the team the third year in New York, and you said, no, I'm done. Why? You know, I, I – I think my chances were, were pretty high of, of, you know, being a starter again for New York um, that season. But, uh, you know, it's it's hard being an athlete. Yeah. Um, I think you hear about the stuff on, on the news or Twitter, um, flying charter, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, wanting improvements in locker rooms and just different things that can be better um, for the safety of the players as well. Um you know, I I think that it it was a, I don't know if it was burnout. You know, because it's it's pretty hard having to play you know four hard uh, months in the WNBA, then go play overseas in yeah. Russia, that's, Israel. That's wild. You know, um. So yeah, I I mean, I think it was just time time for me to just walk away. This wasn't for me anymore. Now, Paris Key joining us here in studio. Uh, Paris, it's it's I have pro aspirations. But to walk away from it, how difficult was it for you to actually come to that decision? Oh man, it it was so difficult, you know. <laughs> and, and you worked so hard to get to that level. Yeah, at least twenty five years, right? <laughs> um, you know, basketball kind of became my identity, right? You know, it's something that um, I put a lot of lot of work into, a lot of commitment and dedication. It was it was really hard. I worked with my therapist. I know the last day. Uh, when I finally came to the decision, like my body just kind of shut down mentally, mm. physically, like my body was kind of telling me, you know, this isn't what you want to do. I remember shooting in the gym 
um, the night before I decided to make my decision, and I was, um, it was just a different feeling. Yeah. It was like I, I usually would go and it would be like a stress relief to, to be on the court, especially an empty gym. There's nothing like an empty gym, right? And I just felt different. And I was like, you know, this might be my time to just hang up the shoes. So Paris Key is joining us live. Uh, UNC great, great basketball player if you've ever seen her play. Uh, you just said you were working with your therapist uh, with that. So you, you had somebody to talk to, talk through the situation. How important was that for you to, to have that? Oh, yeah, it's very important. I think what we see, what everyone on the outside sees is the hard work we put into, whether, you know, it's like individual trainings, you know, one-on-one on the court. But the big piece is that is that mental piece, mm-hmm. you know. Um, having to be away from family is really hard and difficult, especially if you go overseas to play. Um, and we only have 12 teams in the league. Yeah. You know, and then we're scattered about, you know, I think the closest – here and this is home for me is is Atlanta maybe or uh the Mystics Washington so, yeah 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 well that's the next thing I was going to ask you about you know it's we're seeing a lot of great basketball players not have a home here and you already talked about we, we we've heard all about you know what the pay is and that type of thing which is why a lot of folks have to go overseas to supplement but when you already don't have enough roster spots here Alyssa Kinane, great at NC State. Oh, yeah. Not in the WNBA. Bria yeah. Bill from South Carolina, just uh, I think was just drafted to the uh, Minnesota Lynx. She didn't make the roster. Yeah. She was amazing at South Carolina. Yeah. What needs to be done to keep players like you in the game and keep more players like here in the safety of the United States of America? Because we've seen what's happened to play people like Brittany Griner. You know, that that is a that's a big question. It's a, it's a great question. It's a loaded question, right? It's kind of hard to really pinpoint what we can really do. Because um, our game is growing. We're only, what, about 10 years old? So we're, we're not super old. Um, I think the... I think the W was created the year I was born. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. 25 years old. I'm sorry. Um, w, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I take it back. Um, so I think the year I was born, 96, was when the W was even created. Yeah. So it, it's not very long, right? And so we have to understand that this league is growing. You know, we can do better with marketing, but we just signed um, a few more um, streamings. So, you know, we're on ESPN more. We're on ABC, TNT, and these, these stations more. And so... You know, it, it's growing, and we all can complain about the pay, right? Um, we can complain about the travel. There's so many things that, that we can complain about, but, you know, it's still growing. So, Paris Key joining us here in studio, former WNBA player, former UNC basketball standout. What was it like to actually go travel to these other countries and compete and live over there? I yeah. mean, it's it's not easy to be just even just go to a new city here in the U.S., but to go to a completely foreign country. How take us through some of those and experiences. right after the WNBA yeah. season was over? Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. no break. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, we can we can talk about the hard things, right? You know, having to deal with the language barrier in Russia. Um, you know, the it's really really cold there. Having to deal with that adjustment, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but it it was amazing. I played for a Euro Cup team, so I got to travel. You know, all over Europe. Um, I've been to Greece, Switzerland, Turkey. I've, I've been so many different places and met so many amazing people. Um, so, you know, we can't miss out on, on that beautiful piece of, of being able to play overseas. Absolutely. Um, so I've seen some amazing, amazing places. Um, and, I mean, I technically get to travel for free, right? <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's a free trip. Uh, you know, you're, you're playing hard and, you know, you're playing basketball as well. So you can't forget about that. But, 
um, there's a lot of glory in, in being able to have that opportunity to play overseas for sure. But what's not so glorious about that travel, though? Um, that's a tough question. I mean, you're you're away from family. That's yeah. probably the biggest thing, and it also depends on on which country you go to. Um, you, you know, if if they speak English, that makes it ten times easier. I know in Russia, I had a translator. She happened to be one of my teammates. We're best friends now. Um, so that made it ten times easier to order food because <laughs> yeah. okay. if they didn't have a menu with pictures on it, I probably don't know what I would have gotten. Um, yeah, so probably the biggest thing is just being away from family. I think that's, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were such an, you are such an amazing, I don't want to say where I want to speak in past (laughs) tense, uh, cause you are still in your your twenties, but like, you know, you, you are such an amazing player. And I just remember seeing you, uh, just absolutely kill on the court, um, you know, in college, if the WNBA had more roster spots available, had, was able to to pay players a little bit more to where you didn't have to go overseas. Are you still playing right now? Are you suiting up maybe tonight and playing <laughs> on ESPN tonight? Oh man. Um that's a big possibility. That's a that's a really big possibility. See we gotta we gotta we gotta talk to talk to the league, man. <laughs> we gotta talk to the league, man, because they're losing out on great players, you know? I agree. I agree. It, I mean, it's it's a big possibility. I, I do know my purpose in life, and I want to be a sports psychologist one day. Ah. And, you know, I decided I wanted to walk away from ball to, to focus on that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I tell people to be you. Follow your dreams. You know, whatever you aspire to be, do that. And, and that's what I did. Ever had any thoughts of going back? Um, At the moment, no. Huh, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, it can linger there. Like, well, maybe I'll leave that door open. Like, in case. Maybe, like, a couple of years of things get better. I always want to step back in the ring. Yeah. I always yeah, want to step back in the ring. Yeah, there's that. That's that's something, like, so, I mean, I, I feel him on that question. Like, and, and Dennis used to play lacrosse. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, have you ever thought about, like, hey, wait a minute, if, the, if PFF, what is it called? Uh, P, PF? uh, the uh, PLL? No, yeah. actually, my aspirations were actually to play pro indoor. Lacrosse. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was actually something my college coach did. He's like, your your style of play was actually better suited for pro indoor, and actually put some feelers out for me with some GMs in the in the NLL. Uh, nothing ever came to fruition, but I'm like, man, what if I did? You know, like what if I actually like pursued that? But you would still do it right now, though, right? I At mean, this age, sure, why not? We've got these 37 year old knees, so it's kind of <laughs> hey, I'd speak for yourself on knees. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I guess my, my final question for you, um, you mentioned want to be a sports psychologist. Um, it feels like that's uh, you, your eyes light up when you talk about that. It doesn't light up as much talking about basketball, which is very interesting because <laughs> that's how we know you. But um, yeah. how do you feel like you can help out future Paris Keys of the world uh, by being a sports psychologist? Oh, for sure. I love this question. Um, in so many ways, right? Um, I think I, I have the experience. I know what it's like to play overseas. I know what it's like to having to leave school earlier, you know, having to leave UNC, your college, um, your university early um, to go be drafted or to go to a training camp and having to fly back just for graduation. And mm. you're instant, like you're just thrown right into it. Yeah. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be a rookie point guard, you know, the floor general and having to lead grown women. Yeah. You know, I'm the youngest. I was the youngest as a rookie. Um, I know what it's like, and I know now I know what it's like 
how hard it is to walk away from something you spent your whole life working for, working towards. Um, so just having that experience alone, I think, will allow me to help other Paris Keys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or someone like myself that may be dealing with the same thing. Yeah. And we love the fact that you're from North Carolina. Uh, so we, we just love to celebrate North Carolina. And uh, you uh, you made outside of Vanderbilt. You did great at Vanderbilt. But being back in North Carolina, you did a great job here. So I appreciate uh, it. We, we are we're definitely proud of you here. And uh, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor.